Well, obviously, we took a significant amount of time to, to look at, you know, staffing issues and, and calls for service and, and, and how that entails and puts pressure on the police department to be able to staff those. And so making that decision, I've supported the, the, the department and chief my left to, to bring them back on a limited duty to, to do some of those administrative functions inside the department to be able to relieve some of those. And so moving forward, you know, we'll continue to um, look at how that staffing works and obviously uh, – look to hire more officers to be able to do that, but it does cause a concern. And, and, you know, knowing that, you know, some people were going to be upset about that too, but they're not dealing with the public and they are doing some of those administrative things. And so obviously we'll, you know, continue to move forward to try to, you know, provide that, you know, highest public safety level that we can with the number of officers that we have. Well, and also recognizing that these officers haven't been found guilty of doing anything wrong yet. The state hasn't come out yet with their uh, results from their investigation. Have you heard anything from Dave Yost's office yet or the Bureau of Criminal Investigations as to when they might be issuing their findings? No, and I think I think Attorney General Yost said in the very beginning that it's very important to get this right, and so he's not in a, and, and I'm not speaking for them, but he didn't lay out a timetable, and nor we are, are we expecting them. I know there's a significant amount of you know, pressure to be able to do it and do it quickly. It's it's just these these things just don't happen fast. Um, so we don't have a timetable that we've been indicated that we may or hear may or may not hear anything. Yeah, and then so recognizing from the officer's point of view, since they haven't been found guilty of anything, then they should be able to, by their contract and their job descriptions, be able to continue to work for the city, right? Well, that, and, and, and that, like I said, there's a significant amount of pressure on the department, too, just with the staffing level that we have, because there, there have been, you know, waves of retirements over the last six, seven years across public service and being able to replace and recruit officers, cities across the country that we talk to, um, there are a, a difficult time to be able to recruit into, into public service and in specifically into public safety. And so, you know, we've got a full-time recruitment team that, that works on that um, specifically to be able to, to get more officers, get them trained, and obviously um, uh, interact and get them sworn in and out into the community. And so that's a continual evolution that we're working on literally on a weekly basis to be able to start new classes uh, and find new people uh, to be able to replace retirees. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting a few months ago. I kind of scratched my head and, you know, wrote over the, uh, we got a notice in the newsroom from the, in fact, they called us, the city of Columbus. They were coming up here to re- oh, yeah. recruit police officers, yeah. you know, out of Akron. And and I, I, I asked the guy, I'm like, you realize that you're talking to, you know, a newsroom in Akron. Uh, is this a mistake? And he's like, no, no, we're coming to your area. And I thought, oh, well, that's interesting because they're competing with the city of Akron on our own turf there. And, and even federal agencies, and we do a significant amount of recruitment in other cities also. And so it's not it's not new. Um, we're recruiting, they're recruiting, and like I said, it's a pretty competitive effort around wages and benefits and, you know, quality of life. And so we're, we're all in each other's cities recruiting at colleges and, and community colleges and, and high schools. And there are a number of different strategies that I know, uh, I know the city of Columbus has used, and I've talked to the mayor significantly, and then we all recognize about how those recruitments are. And, and people are recruiting across the country you know, for qualified individuals. And so it's a competitive environment. So, you know, we've had to sharpen our game just like everybody else. Now, speaking of competition, that brings up the second topic that I wanted to touch on this morning. There's two competing visions of what a police oversight board 
ought to look like. Now, last week, the city council approved your proposal, but then the citizens are going to be voting on another proposal, competing proposal. We had a proponent of that on the air with us yesterday. I wonder, from your perspective, if you could tell us why you believe your vision of how it ought to go is better than the one that's on the ballot coming up on the 10th, if, if that's indeed what you believe. Yeah, I mean, and, and actually, you know, it's um, actually a vision of, of Akron City Council, too, which passed the ordinance overwhelmingly. Issue 10 is problematic on a number of levels, and, and I certainly respect the effort to be able to go out and gather signatures. And I've likened it to going around a roundabout. I think we both want to get in the same place. But it's problematic is that, one, um, it, it, it over-promises and under-delivers, and, and, uh, especially when it comes to some of the things in the language about the police contract and, and ordering some things. And so, quite frankly, um, that would violate our collective bargaining agreement and probably lead to costly litigation and really the implementation of the board. It could get held up significantly, whereas in you know the, the ordinance that was passed and proposed by the mayor's office and passed by city council was actually approved and we're taking applications now and i think it's very important to the community to get this right um, issue ten also doesn't include representation from each of the wards um, which i think is again problematic that you know i don't know how you single out one ward um, as far as the other so there's a number of things i think the vision is the same i think we want to get to the same place where we're improving accountability improving transparency and building those relationships in the community it's just different ways to get there, and I think the ordinance does it in a more prudent and measured way, because I think it's important to get this right. Um, it would give the board a, you know, a, a good eight, nine months to be able to start to operate, start to do some of those things, and then put you know, a, a similar ballot measure on the ballot next, next November. And so the visions are a little bit different, but I, like I said, I think we've always wanted to get to the same place. There are just some problems with Issue 10 um, that I think uh, that are unforeseen that we can see, I think, now that could be problematic as soon as it passes. Well, I saw the the key difference. One of the key differences was if you keep the one you have now, depending on who the next mayor is or the next mayor, the next mayor, it could be changed. But if you codified it and put it into the city charter, then it would be a permanent deal until at least the citizens repealed that. Is that accurate or no? No, that's not that's not inaccurate. No, uh, you're right. It does. It is subject to um, uh, the political part of it or at least the um, changing of, of how it works. But that's the way ordinances work. You know, the Charter has worked, I think, pretty successfully for almost 200 years, you know, in those divisions between, between the executive office and the legislative branch on that side of it. Um, but we do change ordinances all the time, and I've made commitment to, you know, to take a, you know, a, a, I think a better ballot measure next November to, so we can, you know, put it in the Charter uh, like a number of communities have. And we've talked to communities across the country. Some have implemented in the Charter, but it had to go back because of problems. Some have done an ordinance and then went, then went forward after that with the Charter. And so I've always thought that that was a more prudent measure to be able to do and, and to get this right. And I think... Uh, Going in next November, not 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 this November, um, gives us a chance to really, I think, take a more prudent approach and, and get it right. But there is, like you said, um, you know, this is the difference between the charter and it could be changed by ordinance. But we can put it in the charter next November too, because, like I said, I think the the more important thing is to get this right, so the board is, you know, gets kind of their sea legs under them and starts to operate. 